return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Deb calls back to come up, so let's give her a hand as she comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, kudos to you for coming out in the cold. But I'm really excited about the word, so you will not be disappointed. Hallelujah. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come. You're already here in such a powerful way, Lord, but we want to give you permission. Permission. We give you permission to invade our hearts, invade our minds, invade our mouths, invade our lives with the living, breathing word of the living God. And Lord, we're thanking you. I'm praising you right up front here for Holy Ghost transformation. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, it's been a full year since we started this renewing of the mind. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Learning how to be transformed, right? By the renewing of our mind. I mean, it's been very powerful for me, hopefully, for, for you delving into the power of the living word to change us from the inside out. And then we moved into this discussion of the words in our mouth, and then specifically to the word of God. So I've titled it The De- Power of Declaring the Word. I don't know, there's a lot more things we could say, but we'll just leave it at that. And friends, we talked about the importance of what we think. I heard somebody say that there's, we average about 60,000 thoughts a day. Wow. But what often happens is we think the same, 60,000 the next day. <laughs> so we want there to be some changes, right? There's all these thoughts, all these ideas in the air. It's like airwaves, right? If we have a radio, how many channels could you pick up? Thousands, right? We get to choose the channel we listen to. We are the gardener. We decide what gets planted in our hearts. We are the computer programmer. We're the airport comptroller. Is that what it's called? The guy who says, "Uh uh-uh, that plane's not landing here. We get to decide. We get to decide. Which ideas, which beliefs we will accept and believe and live by. And friends, what we believe determines the very quality of our life. It determines the amount of joy that we will have. The amount of peace, the amount of health that we're going to experience. It will determine our finances, our relationships, our ministry. Everything begins in the mind, spills into the heart, proceeds out of the mouth. That's why it's a big deal. I mean, we can actually tell by listening to somebody else's words, or maybe we should specifically be listening to our own, (laughs) which direction our life is headed. And the cool thing is, conversely, if we want to change the direction of our life, all we got to do is change the words. 
coming out of our mouth. Now, God did not put a limit on any one of you in this place. I want to say that again. God has not put a limit on any one of you. And I'll use my own name. He did not say, Deb calls back, mm, stop, no more, no more growth, no more increase, no more fruitfulness, no more blessings. No, 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 no. He doesn't work like that. For God, it's increase, increase, and more increase. He hasn't put a limit on any one of us. It's up to us how much of the word of God we're going to get in us and how much of it we're going to let direct our life. So the essential battle is still between truth and lies. And there's so many lies bombarding us. My goodness, it seems like more day this day than ever. They're bombarding us day and night. And Pastor Dave referred to this thing this morning about the majority of people Even Christians not reading the Word of God. And I found this statistic, this is from 2021, that 82% of American Christians read their Bibles only on Sundays. Well, that's, I think that's good, at least they're reading them on Sundays. Because Pastor Dave hinted that that we could just leave it sit for six months. Like, what? How do you do that? (laughs) So that means the statistic, and this is another one I found, 11 to 12% of Americans... Read their Bibles daily. So what's that? One in every 11 or 12 born-again people who call themselves sons and daughters of the Most High God. Only one in 11 see any need to check up with God. What do you have to say on this subject, Lord? Who do you say that I am? Do you have anything to say about my finances, my attitudes, my relationships? Yeah, he's got a lot to say. It's up to us to figure out what he's saying. And how are we ever going to make a difference in our world if we don't get our hearts and our minds filled with the truth of the living God? The just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So then we moved on to this topic of declaring the word of God. Now, why? Why am I spending so much time on this business of declarations And yes, I titled it The Power of Declaring the Word, but we could also call it Speaking to the Dead Things in Your Life. We could also call it The Transfer from the Invisible to the Visible. Why do we declare the Word of God? We want to frame up our world with the Word of God like God did. Hebrews 11, verse 3, that's where we're going to start tonight. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen, everything out there, everything that your eyes can perceive started out in the invisible realm. They were made from things which do appear. And uh, were you able to find the CEB Bible? Common English Bible, I think is what it's called. No? Okay. It says, by faith we understand that the universe has been created by a word from God so that the visible came into existence from the invisible. Now, the reason I'm making such a big deal about this is because there's a whole lot of the inexhaustible riches of Christ with your name on it set aside for you, and part of the inheritance that's ours in Christ that's just 
hanging out there in the invisible realm. It's not yet in the physical realm of our lives. Not quite yet. It's not until we know. First of all, you've got to know it's in the Word of God. If you don't even know it's here, you won't pursue it. And then if we know it, then sometimes, well, if it be your will, well, tell you what, if it's in here, it's God's will for you. So we have to believe it, and then we've got to bring it from the invisible to the visible. How do we do that? We do that with our words. Our words are the carriers of our faith. We've been made in the image of God, and God expects us to do it the way he did it. Luke 1.37, we all know that verse, I hope, with God, nothing is impossible. That one should just be on the tip of your tongue all the time. Here's what it says in the Hebrew Names Bible. No word from God will be void of power. There isn't a word of God that's void, that's empty of power, friends. There isn't one there. The only time this word is without power is when it's unspoken. We studied that before. God says we can have what we say, but most of us are saying what we have and wondering why things are not changing. I'm going to repeat that. God says we can have what we say, but most of us are saying what we have and wondering why things are not improving. So what are making declarations? It's speaking the word in faith. It's releasing God's power into our situation. It's bringing that invisible, perfect will of God into our lives. Now, for years, I did what a whole lot of Christians are still doing. I did a lot of praying and a lot of begging. And I kept wondering, things aren't changing. Uh, What's going on? I remember my biggest struggle, struggle, I don't know, what do you call it? It was one of those opportunities, <laughs> a big mountain in my life that they told us we'd never have any children. And I go to the Word of God, and God makes it real clear, nope, you're, you're going to have your own child. Okay, so how do, how do we do this? How do we do this? I'm praying, I'm praying. And then uh, Rachel Peterson gave me this. Anybody know Rachel? She gave me this CD. It was by Jack Hayford on Isaiah 54, verse 1, about... Let the barren woman sing. Stretch your tent cords. Get ready on the right and on the left. And he talked about this miracle of learning to praise God. Well, what is praise? It's thanking him ahead of time that it's yours. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I learned the secret of praise and worship. I mean, it's Philippians 4, right? That says, bring all your requests to God. Well, that's where I had stopped. Then there's the next phrase, with thanksgiving. Whew, that's a biggie. Then the Lord showed me this miracle of declaring the word of God, prophesying to my own situation. Now look at Abraham and his struggle. I love that it took him a while. (laughs) You know, it wasn't just an overnight thing with Abraham. And I think that's why God put it in the Bible, so we could see this is a process. He did the praying. He did the believing for years. He heard God's promise. He believed God's promise. But it wasn't until he discovered God's method 
Romans 4.17 explains it to us, of calling things that be not as though they were. He had to see the promise of God and then declare it. Then he saw it manifest in his life. And again, like I said, it was on purpose so that all of us can have some hope. Didn't happen in a week? Okay, well, keep pursuing God. Keep believing God. Hallelujah. Now, in the New King James here, we first have the phrase, this is the promise, in parentheses here. That's what Abraham heard from God. I have made you a father of many nations. That's the word he's standing on. That's the word he's standing on. And then it explains that he heard it in the presence of God whom he believed. Okay, he heard from God and he believed it. But then I love what it says here. God who gives life to the dead and calls things that be not as though they they do. Well, let's read it the way it says here. Calls those things which do not exist as though they did. When we speak the word of God, even when it's far from our experience, and I don't know how many of you have dared to do this yet in some of your situations, your obstacles, your mountains. Sometimes your flesh is going to yell, that's not true. That can't happen for you. You're all looking at it like it. it's never happened. <laughs> it happens. Our flesh is always yelling, you might as well quit that. That's not going to happen. Now, we build up our faith like Abraham did. The Bible says he grew in faith, praising God. Hallelujah. But if we will keep speaking the word of God in faith, life breaks forth. Life breaks forth. Remember, there is no word from God that's void of power. Or look at Ezekiel. God took him to inspect the valley of dead bones. He made sure he looked very close at him. I want you to look and see how dead they are. They're dry. Now, you'd think that God would say, Ezekiel, just stand aside now and watch what I do. That's not what God does. God says, Ezekiel, you prophesy to those bones. And Ezekiel, I'm kind of thinking, he's thinking to himself, but they are dead. They're very dead. Like, this is a hopeless situation. Come on, God, we better be realistic here. Nope, God says, you prophesy. Do we have this scripture? Here it is. God said, prophesy to these bones, and you say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, friends, this is one of the most important reasons to declare the word of the Lord. In the past, I think I've given you six reasons so far. We're going to call this number seven. Speaking to the dead things in our life. We want to speak to the dead bones in our lives. In our world, because God said that was the solution. What's the dead thing in your life? Stop and think about it in a minute. A relationship? A job? Your finances? Your health? Your future, put the word of God in your mouth and speak to that thing. Now, what did Ezekiel say? Let's look at verse 5. Now, this is Ezekiel speaking. He says, thus says the Lord God. Now, we got to stop a minute. Isn't that a little arrogant of him? He's claiming to speak on God's behalf. Hmm. 
took a little nerve. Is that arrogance, friends, or is that obedience? I mean, you've heard even the other Christians. You can't command things. You can't speak to things and command them to happen. You've heard it. But Jesus said, speak to the mountain. God told Ezekiel, you prophesy to those bones. So he says, thus says the Lord God to these bones. Surely. What a word. Certainly, most certainly. I. And again, he's speaking on behalf of God. He is God's representative. Do you realize we are God's representative? He purposely allowed you to be in the midst of something dead right now that you can make a difference in. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. That's faith speaking, friends. We believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouth. That's the way of life for the believer. (laughs) Hallelujah. So just to back up a bit, we've discussed six other reasons why we should make declarations. So let's just review a little bit. Number one I gave you is because it builds our faith. When the Son of Man comes, Luke 18.8, Jesus said, will he find faith? This was Jesus' question. Will I find faith in the hearts of men? Will I find faith in the hearts of women, children? Will I, have in, will I find anybody, Jesus says, with confidence in the God that we can't even see? I've been working on uh, my book over the holidays, and it's called A Year Without Fear. If you don't know about it, it might take me another year to get it done. But, um, I'm on page 187, but I got really stuck on page 185 when I was speaking about Enoch trying to write about Enoch, because there's a profound statement by the Holy Spirit. Um, You know, here he is in the list of the heroes of faith. Chapter 11. Mighty miracles. All these amazing things. And then there's Enoch, who I don't see any major miracles. I don't see any big dreams fulfilled. But the Bible, the profound statement of the Holy Spirit is that his life was a pleasure to God. That's the way the Passion puts it. A pleasure to God. And I'm thinking, wow. I mean, the Bible, when I went back and studied, he walked with God 300 years. 300 years. I mean, think of the continuity of that. Day in and day out, the highs and the lows, the dark days, the good days, the days he had decisions to make. But every day, he made it a priority to be with, to talk with, to honor, to love. with God, again, that he couldn't see in the midst of an evil generation. He made it a priority to know God. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, Pastor Dave had verse 21 up on the screen this morning about only the one who does the will of the Father will be experiencing the kingdom. But in verse 22 then of Matthew 7, 
is where Jesus says a lot of people, a lot of people are going to be coming and saying, Jesus, you, you know what I did, right? You know all about my, I did all this prophesying in your name and I, I did these wonderful works in your name and I cast out devils and Jesus, verse 23, did I give you that verse? Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Depart from me. Yeah, I mean, so what, what is it? Yes, the whole, I guess I'm trying to explain again, building up our faith, building up our faith. It's all about building up our faith, friends. We've got to develop relationship with this beautiful Father we have, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Holy Spirit. And if we don't, we've missed it. (laughs) All right, number two reason why we make declarations is because it's the fast track to transformation. (laughs) God's command was clear, right? Be ye transformed. You. It's not meant for pastors now. Okay, you get your minds renewed for your people. Husbands, you get your minds renewed so for your wives and your family. No, it's always this individual personal thing. And we're never going to experience the higher thing until we believe the higher thing. And we're never going to believe the higher thing until we hear the higher thing. And what better way is there to hear the truth that sets us free than coming out of our own mouth? Number three reason why we make declarations is to release God's power into the situation. His words are spirit and his words are life. And not one word, random said already tonight, will ever return void. Praise God. Why wouldn't we want to declare the breath of God over the ones we love? Whew, hallelujah. Why wouldn't we want to infiltrate life? into our workplaces and our schools and our nations. Just the other day, I was thinking these negative thoughts about my church. I'm sure none of you have ever had that happen. So I'm, I'm busy thinking about it, and the Lord says to me, Debbie, why don't you say what I'm saying? Why don't you think what I'm thinking? And I realized I didn't have a single declaration about my own church. How about you? I want to dare you get some declarations about your church. In fact, anything you, anytime you hear something come out coming out of your your mouth about a complaint of any kind, I dare you to start making some declarations. We've got to speak God's word. We've got to believe what God says. Now, friends, when this word, when it becomes rhema, the spoken word of the living God, it is the most powerful force in the universe. I should hear at least ten amens. This is the most powerful force in the universe when it's spoken. Hallelujah. What are we doing with this glorious, holy, mighty word that never returns void, that never is without power? Friends, we know it. I know every one of you know the word. You love it. You believe it. But are you speaking it? And until we speak it, nothing can happen. We've got to get this revelation, friends. If something happened, then something was spoken. 
Or let's put it in the present. That means if you want something to happen, you got to speak. You got to speak the word that never returns void. Number four reason why we make declarations is to align our hearts with God's will. Remember Romans 12, too. Hopefully, we have that almost memorized by now, right? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, here, I don't even have it all memorized. But I just know the ending is that you may know and experience the good and acceptable and the perfect. Yeah, there it is, that you may prove. We are never going to step into, we won't even see the good, the acceptable, or the perfect will of God until we start getting our minds transformed by the renewing of our minds. We've got to speak the word over our lives. Number five, we want to be demolishing the strongholds. Now, I know we all get so we think, oh, I don't have any stronghold. None at all. <laughs> Well, there just might be one or two of anxiety, of fear, of prejudice, selfishness, bad attitudes. I wrote down a word here, mediocreness. Is that a word? <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of that these days. I don't know, I guess I'm one of these people... I keep thinking God's, God's giants like Joseph, Daniel, um, who's the other one, Caleb. I mean, mediocreness did not describe any of those guys. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's calling us up higher, friends. I was listening to Steve Bachman the other day, and he was talking about God challenged him to stop calling himself by his past. He had just said to a friend or somebody, um, yeah, I'm a disorganized person. And God stopped him and said, who told you that? And he said, well, um, he stopped me to think about, it. my past told me that, God. And God says to him, I call people by their futures, and you are calling yourself by your past. I thought you told me you wanted to be like me. And then Mr. Bachman says, well, Lord, I thought being like you was acting like you. I didn't think it was believing like you. Kind of a revelation, right? I think if we want to be like Christ, we need to start believing like Christ. Amos 3.3, this probably has to do again with this Enoch thing that's been going on in my spirit lately. But the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Again, I'm thinking of Enoch walking day and day after day after day after day, 300 years. Have you ever tried to go for walks with somebody you didn't agree with, that you, your basic beliefs weren't the same? You can do it a couple days maybe, but that's about it. It gets real uncomfortable. If we want to walk with God, have this union, this communion, we have to agree. With, with him. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. So friends, if that's the truth, if we want to come into agreement with the Lord Jesus, with the Father, we need to take every other thought captive to Jesus Christ. 
Number six reason, and we won't talk about this a lot because I talked about it quite a bit last time, and that is to combat discouragement. And for me, this was a life changer because I used to be misnegative, miscritical, and before the Holy Ghost, I would have long weeks of being in depression and sadness. And even after getting filled with the Holy Spirit, I would still slip into this negative, nobody loves me, I don't have any purpose in life, da 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 But this declaration thing has been very, very powerful because what I was thinking and saying, it wasn't in agreement with the Word of God. So we can change all of that. We can become people of exceeding great joy, like what the Bible is talking about, right? All right, so we got one more. Remember my number seven was prophesying to the dead things in your life, right? Here's number eight. Number eight reason for putting the word of God in our mouth and speaking it out loud is so that we can set the very direction that our life will go. Now, how many of you have delved into the world of investments? I mean, anybody who's been under Pastor Dave's ministry for any length of time has heard him talk about investments. And we're all thinking, well, it'd be kind of nice if he'd tell us some of his secrets, right? Give us some of your foolproof investments, Pastor Dave. Well, the thing is, guys, God has already given us an absolute foolproof means of investing for our future. And I'm referring to the spiritual law of eating the fruit of what we say. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We will eat. We will partake of the fruit of our own words. With every word we speak, friends, we are either positively affecting the atmosphere of the spirit and our futures and the futures of our children and our grandchildren, even of our nation, or we are aligning with and releasing the plan of death from the heart of our enemy. It's really the age-old doctrine of binding and loosing, but... uh, You know, it's gotten so complicated with Bible teachers these days that people just don't even talk about it anymore. But friends, when we speak what God says, when we become like God, when we believe what God believes, when we speak what God is saying over our situation, you can stop death and lose life. Like the ship in James. I mean, do you you picture a big little, little boat? Or I try to picture a great big ship. I mean, that little rudder just can turn, it turns ever so slowly, but it will completely change where that ship ends up. Dramatically. So honestly, but we need to ask ourselves, where do we want to be in five years? Ten years, twenty years. You young people, get a hold of this, guys. Get a hold of this. What prophetic words have been spoken over you? What promises did God himself give you from his heart? Our words, friends, are the rudder that will take us towards what we speak. And in case you think I'm totally off base here, let's look at what the word of God says. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. God spells out how he does stuff. This is from the Amplified Classic. Earnestly remember the former things. 
which I did of old, says God. I'm God. There is no one else. I am God and there is none like me. And God says, this is what I do. I declare the end and the result from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand. And I will do all of my pleasure. And I will do all of my purpose. Hallelujah. Listen, God fully desires and longs for his will to be accomplished in every one of you. He's not holding back, friends. There's no limits on any of you what you can do and what you can be in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, personally, I would hate to stand before Christ someday and have him ask me, why didn't you walk in all that overcoming power I provided for you? I'd hate for him to ask me, why didn't I accomplish his purpose? Or what if he said to me, Debbie, why didn't you believe me for your kids? Why didn't you believe me for your neighbors, for your nation? Every one of us can do better, yes? <laughs> so I got a few declarations for you. Are you ready? Yes. All right, let's say them in faith, yes? I walk in overcoming victory. Do you believe that? Yes. Well, let's say it again. I walk in overcoming victory. My best days are still ahead. His great purpose for me is being fulfilled. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I refuse the limitations of hell. On who and what I am. I refuse to agree. With hell's intentions for my life. Or the life of my family. I'm going higher. I'm taking on his divine nature. I'm growing in grace. I'm increasing in faith. I'm renewing my mind with truth. And that truth is setting me free. Say that again. That truth is setting me free. I'm calling things that be not as though they were. Bringing the complete inheritance that is mine. From the invisible realm to the visible. I'm prophesying to the dead bones in my life. I'm prophesying life to my body. I'm prophesying life to my finances. I'm prophesying life to my relationships. I'm replacing all the negative. With holy expectation. I'm replacing every bit of hopelessness with life. I'm taking up the sword of the Spirit. And that word is in my heart. That word is in my mouth. And I'm overcoming by the word. 
the word of my testimony. Hallelujah. Stand up. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You're at work. You're gloriously at work. You're gloriously at work doing wonderful things in every one of these people here. Thank you, Lord, for the mighty living word of the living God that, well, will not return void. It will not return void. It has, as long as it's in our mouth, it will accomplish the mighty works of the mighty God. So I speak to every one of you, go in his power, go in his strength, put the living, breathing word of God in your mouth and release his life, release his light, release his glory, release his grace and prophesy to the dead things in your life. Because you know what? It's just moments and you're going to start hearing those bones rattle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have a great week in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net. Or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.